11 to 1 with Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. Visit our showrooms or check out our new website, gilmores.ie, to see the amazing 221 range of Mercedes-Benz cars or our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt, the best in motoring here for you. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. This is LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Good morning. You can get in touch with me about anything. The WhatsApp and text lines are open. 86 658 You know I love to hear from you. Let's kick things off with AHA. Good morning. There's AHA kicking us off this Monday morning. Take on me. It's Sinead Brazel. I'm here with you till 1. Hope your Monday is going well so far. I know, I know it is Monday and everything else and the kids are all back to school and there's no Easter holidays and it's a little bit dull outside and it's all very Monday. But I'm here to brighten up your mood for the next two hours. I am getting lots of messages already on 086-1800-658 from people sending me images of Ed Sheeran and the gig and everything last night. I had a serious case of FOMO. Last night, fear of missing out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was probably the only person in Ireland that didn't have a ticket to Ed Sheeran. Uh, and I was a little bit jealous. It did look epic. It looked epic. My God, that man knows how to put on a show. And in the spirit of Ed Sheeran and concerts being back, I have a funny little antidote about concerts that I'm going to tell you about a little bit later on. But I did have a busy weekend, despite not being at Ed Sheeran. I spent the day Saturday in Drogheda Town for Drawda. So draw, as in to draw, da. It also pokes fun at the way people in Drogheda say Drawda, which I love. And uh, this was the launch of the murals featuring myths and legends from the Boyne Valley region on the sides of buildings that are popping up all around the town. And it was a really brilliant family day organised by Drogheda Arts Centre. And most of the activity centred around Old Abbey Lane. And people will know this in Drogheda. It's kind of it's when you're in narrow West Street, as we call it, the back end of West Street. There's a little laneway down there. And let me tell you, one of the most historic treasures can be found there in this old abbey and we really should appreciate it more. Its proper title is the Abbey and Hospital of St Mary Durso and I found this out courtesy of the wonderful Anthony Murphy, man of all knowledge regarding the Boyne Valley region and myths and legends and history and all of that. And um, he said it's the oldest monastic site in the town and uh, with the bunting up and the bustle of street vendors and the cottage market and the music and the art and the culture going on down there, I thought, my goodness me, why are we not using this little treasure more? It's beautiful down there. It really is. And I just thought, imagine now if we had something like this every month, you know, like a nice little event like this where there's a bit of music, a bit of art, a bit of culture, a bit of people selling food maybe or produce or stalls, this kind of thing. We don't utilise these little gorgeous treasures in our town enough. And it was beautiful. It really was. And what's added to that now is when you go through the arch of the Abbey, you'll see this beautiful mural of Boan, the goddess of the Boyne on the wall. That's one of the many um, mural, murals that's going to be popping up around the town. And it was lovely. So we had this tour. So Grania Rafferty, who you might recall a couple of years ago when we were in the midst of lockdown, Grania, who's a wonderful storyteller, Shanna Key, you may say, uh, from this area. She regaled us with all the different myths and legends at each point as we went along to look at all the different murals around the town. 
gorgeous, really, really gorgeous. And I just thought, my goodness, we need to use this space more. We need to kind of have this lovely vibrancy of art and culture and, you know, people selling their wares and all of that. And wouldn't it be nice if it spilled into Narrow West Street, which, look, I could be talking all day about how derelict that area is. You know, there's a lot of abandoned buildings. Can we not create a lovely arts and cultural hub around there? But anyway, that's my tuppence worth for that. Fantastic day out. Uh, and I really urge people to pop around the town. You'll see them. So there's one of them there down at the Old Abbey. There is one of them. It's in process at the moment. Uh, you'll see it. It's down uh, at the Strand, I suppose people call it. It's down near like the port, that area. Uh, there's a gorgeous one there of Amergen. There's a lovely one as well up at the Credit Union. You'll see it there as you're going into the Credit Union. Gorgeous, really, really lovely as well. And I know that there's one planned around uh, near the market, kind of Bolton Square, Patrick Street area. Really stunning work. And I have to say, I tip my hat to everybody involved in that. It's just brilliant to see this vibrancy, this lovely art and culture happening in the town. And I would really hope that that's not one and done for the old Abbey Lane, that we will kind of reuse this area because it's just so gorgeous. It's lovely. Really was really nice now to to spend the afternoon. An afternoon well spent there in the old Abbey on uh, the weekend. So congratulations to all involved. I have lots to get through on the show today. Now, you're going to be interested in this, I would say, because we don't talk about this very often. We don't talk about the embarrassing things that are going on in our guts at all. Of course we don't. It's very taboo. You sort of try and hide it. You know what I mean? Um, So if you're somebody who suffers from IBS, digestive problems, unexplainable kind of wind, gas, you know, this bloating in the tummy and you don't know what's going on. Well, we have a gut expert on the show later on. Her name is Barbara Ryan and she, along with her colleague Elaine McGowan, both of them, between the two of them, have seen over 60,000 patients, I would say, at this stage in their combined years uh, in this area. And they... Uh, have compiled this book. Now, it is geared towards women because, for a very good reason, about two thirds of the people that suffer from IBS problems are women. And so often, as you know, we've mentioned on this programme a lot of times, so often when women go to the doctors, we're told things are in our heads and they're not. So these women came together and they have this go-to guide, what every woman needs to know about her gut. And a lot of this is connected to our hormones, menstrual cycles, menopausal stuff. All of that. So they're going to go through this with me. So we're going to be chatting to Barbara in the second half of the show. But if you have a question for her, please do get in touch. 086 1800 658. Here's Miley Cyrus with Midnight Sky on LMFM's 11 to 1. If you are playing our LMFM radio bingo, if you are playing our lucky numbers draw, you'll be very interested to know that I will be picking one of you lucky draw, lucky number draw winners uh, to go along to a lovely hotel break. I'll be telling you all about that just after these. 11 to 1. Yes, it's LMFM Radio Bingo and it is time for our lucky number bingo draw. So... The lucky numbers, okay, this happens the last few weeks we've been doing this. So if you're a Radio Binger player, you'll know all about this, as well as the great daily prizes. You'll also be in with the chance to win a fabulous two-night bed and breakfast stay at the Five Star Weston Hotel. It's located right in the centre of Dublin, and this is all part of our lucky number promotion. So you would have seen the uh, lucky number on your book and sent in your details to us. Now, I want to say, first of all, congratulations to our recent winners, Michael Curley. He's from Carrick Macross, Margaret Brown from Dundalk, and 
Paul and Matthews from Hacks Paul's Cross, they all won €400. Euro. Nice one, nice one. And today, we're digging deep into our draw here for a lucky number. Who have we got? Oh, it's Claudia Mulligan born in Minolte in Kells. You are going along to that fabulous Five Star Western Hotel. Oh, that's lovely. You bought your book in the Village Store Shop in Minolte County Mead. Congratulations to you and enjoy that well-deserved five-star experience. Think of the thread count in those sheets. Oh, I'm not jealous at all. <laughs> Just to remind you, if you are playing our radio bingo, the jackpot this week is €6,600. Oh, that'd be lovely. Uh, you can buy your book for this week's game online or from outlets throughout the North East. For more details, check out lmfm.ie. And congratulations once again to Claudia Mulligan in Bon Minolte Kells in County Meath. You were going along to that lovely stay in the Western Hotel. You're just like my favourite song going round and round my head. Like my favourite song going round and round my head. There's Callum Scott. They're all at the Ed Sheeran concert, Callum. That's what I'm seeing here. Serious case of FOMO, fear of missing out last night because everybody, everybody, the weekend was at Ed Sheeran except me and it looked like an absolutely epic show with fire and all sorts of things and uh, you know he was amazing, his amazing self of course he was. I have to say hello to Mickey O'Donnell, He's uh, his lovely nanny Maureen has sent me in a uh, picture of him loving his life at the Ed Sheeran concert. Had a brilliant time at Ed Sheeran with his dad last night. Looks like this could have been his very first concert, judging by the little size of him. Uh, so delighted that he had fun. What a way to top off the end of the Easter holidays by going to an Ed Sheeran concert with your dad. Fantastic. But all of this, you know, in my feed last night, in my social media feed of Ed with his fiery guitar and everything else going on, got me thinking about... You know, things, people that you meet at concerts. There's a great mix, isn't it? It doesn't matter who the artist is. doesn't matter what price it is. And in spite of the venue, you're going to have the same mix of people every time at a concert. So I've identified them all for you. Number one. The ones with their mobile phones raised all of the time. Oh yeah, they stand in front of you as well, don't they? With their fingers glued to their phone, zooming in and out. And they spend the whole concert experiencing the, the, the gig through their phone. <laughs> blocking your view if you're small as well that's number one the mobile phone offender number two oh yeah the one you know only came with their friends and aren't really fans they're probably dragged to the concert by a friend who is a fan but was just looking for company they're either standing next to this friend smiling and trying to make the best out of the night or they're looking around at a complete sourpuss in their face we all have seen them as well number three the ones who politely nod, sway and enjoy their time. Yeah, these are normal people who stand with a smile on their faces, quietly sway to the music. They're there to be, you know, at one with the music. They don't want to make a big fuss out of it. At the same time, they're, you know, properly engaging with the band. <laughs> they could be diehard fans or newbies. We'll never know. They're just politely there, swaying away. Number four. We've all met these. The ones who spilt their drinks everywhere. These are the worst, aren't they? During the concert where the drinks are allowed, there's always this person who thinks they can move it, manoeuvre their way through the crowd with a humongous amount of drinks without spilling. Guess what? It always goes wrong. Bring a friend with you. Help them carry the load. Do you know what I mean? Don't be carrying 10 pints on your own. Number five, the ones who don't know the lyrics. Oh, we've spotted these on concerts, definitely. Uh, they, these guys have their lips moving. They look like they're singing along with every song. But if you take a closer look, you'll discover their lips don't match to the song that's being sung. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a few of them. The ones who shout and sing from the bottom of their hearts, a.k.a. the true fan. This will be me. I'm sorry, I'm not a polite swear. 
Do you know what I mean? I'm not the one who doesn't know the words. I will know the words, uh, but I am the one, you know, telling you that I'm loving my life in the concert. I am <laughs> making it known that I'm there. I'm singing the lyrics. I'm belting it all out. It's happening. Uh, that's number six. Number seven, the dancers. Yeah, this is kind of, you know, go in the same sort of vein as number six. Whether they know the artist performing or not, some people are just naturally happy on life. You'll never catch them complaining. They'll just be dancing around, swaying in time to the music and they, you know, might be singing along. Then in comes the number eight, the judgmentals. Basically, the judgmentals are there to scrutinise what everybody else is doing. Saying, look at this day, look at this date, look at this date, look at your man, all that. Number nine, the conjoined twins couple. Oh, yeah. Either he's standing next to her with his arm around her waist the entire time or he's standing behind her with his arms around her and they're looking into each other's eyes and swaying and kissing and you're just like, move it along, people. I'm here to watch Ed Sheeran. You know what I mean? Number 10, the ones who were there to pick up a girl. Seriously, man, give it a rest. No, take a break. Enjoy the music. We're not interested. Go and annoy somebody else. And number 11, the ones who always lose their friends. Inevitably, you'll meet some poor soul who's desperately looking for their friends, so you befriend them. They join in the crack for a bit, only to answer a call to, from their friends going, oh my God, I'm here with strangers. You left me. I was at the bar that whole time. Where did you go? They then disappear into the crowd again to find their mates without so much as a thank you to them, to you, for keeping them company. And they are the type of people that you'll meet at concerts. Oh, come on, yeah. Jude he's been on 086-1800-658 I think it's Jude ah uh, yeah it is he's, he says how could she be looking <laughs> we were talking about our people that we meet at concerts all the time and he says if he was standing behind her how could he be looking into her eyes unless she's eyes in the back of her head Jude come on now she's leaning back do you know what I mean she's leaning back and he's looking down into the eyes that way don't be come on now don't be getting pernickety of a Monday morning Jude we can't be coping. <laughs> now, still to come, we have music from Erasure and uh, Keen as well. Lots to come and we'll be going back in time as well. 11 to 1 with Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. Visit our showrooms or check out our new website, gilmores.ie to see the amazing 221 range of Mercedes-Benz cars or our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt, the best in motoring here for you. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. At Drogheda Car Sales, we're celebrating 10 years in business with a gift for you. Buy any used car between now and April 25th and choose between a year's free road tax or a €200 all-go voucher. For peace of mind, all our cars come fully serviced, validated and with a warranty. We have some unbeatable finance rates and accept all trade-ins and can now offer you more than ever for your current car. So don't miss out on our big 10-year birthday offer and drop into us today on the North Road, Drogheda or visit our website, drogheda.carsales.ie. The following is a recording of a real call made to 911. Um, over here at Burger King, I've asked them four different times to make me a Western barbecue burger. They keep giving me a hamburger with lettuce, tomato, and cheese, onions. And I said, I'm not leaving. Okay, what exactly is it you want us to do for you? Uh, send an officer down here. I want them to... Ma'am, we're not going to go down there and enforce your Western bacon cheeseburger. Well, you're supposed to be here to protect me. Is this, like, is this a harmful cheeseburger or something? I don't understand what you want us to do. If you have feedback to give, at least get something out of it. 
Every time you make a purchase at Burger King, visit bk-feedback-era.com, complete the survey and get a free Whopper. Burger King. Terms and conditions apply. The Glenside Hotel Drada are delighted to be back, serving their famous carvery lunch. Delicious roast dinners available Monday to Friday from 12.30 to 3pm and all day Sunday until 7pm. The Glenside is the perfect spot for midweek roast or a hearty Sunday carvery. A delicious range of dishes for adults and children await you at the Glenside. The best football league in the world, world is right here. Fernandez is going to go for goal. Oh, what a goal. The Premier League Live, powered by Talk Sport. Listen every Saturday exclusively online at lmfm.ie or download the LMFM app. Join in the experience with a Now Sports or Sports Extra membership. The Premier League Live, powered by Talk Sport, online at lmfm.ie or download the LMFM app. 11 to 1 with Gilmore's Mercedes Benz Kings Court. Visit our showrooms or check out our new website, gilmores.ie, to see the amazing 221 range of Mercedes Benz cars or our huge selection of used Mercedes Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes Benz Kings Court, the best in motoring here for you. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Getting back to the music now and this lead singer Andy Bell from this duo pop synth duo is celebrating a birthday today. I have to say I do love this version. I do like the Wheatus version of this as well. The the sort of uh, tribute song that they did as well. Here it is Erasure. A little respect. Love it. Erasure. A little respect. Happy birthday to Andy Bell one half of the duo uh, and this I was just looking there I mentioned there at the start that um, Wheatus recorded a version of it in 2001 after they had released Teenage Dirtbag but Andy Bell they were delighted with it they said uh, yeah I thought little respect by Wheatus was, was good he says I called them Wheatabix because I find them a little weedy they're very young but we were happy that they did it and uh, yeah that's really cool Um on the weekend, I mentioned I did have a busy weekend and on Saturday before I ventured down to the, the old Abbey, I was out and about selling flags for the Arahalis GFC club. Our little guy is with them and it's been a while since I did anything like that and I said, oh look, you know, you have to do your bit, don't you? You have to volunteer. But I have to say, I met so many people who stopped to chat, which was really, really lovely and I had, I was very successful. I got lots of donations. But one thing that kept cropping up was the need for, you know, these tap machines, aren't we all tapping you know, the whole time with people tap, you know, not even just with cards anymore, with watches and phones and all sorts of things. And this is where's your, a lot of people were saying, where's your tap machine? Uh, and of course I don't, didn't have a tap machine. Um, nobody carries cash. This is the problem. Nobody's carrying cash anymore. And uh, there was a lot of people that were saying, oh, you know, I've no cash on me, but if you had a tapper, I would have tapped. But, um, you know, when you're volunteering for, you know, a club like this, you know, you'd need a couple of these sum up machines, wouldn't you, for the volunteers that are out and about. Uh, and do you know what? On this, before I get into this point, I have to also say there was a lot of people from, you know, different GEA clubs. Uh, I know I met somebody from oh, a club in Clarehead. I can't think of which one it was. And another another few from around the area. And they all donated. But they were like, just don't put the sticker on me, <laughs> which I loved. But I loved that. I loved that sort of camaraderie between the GEA teams. And I said now to myself, I must make sure that I donate to other clubs on the back of that. So thank you so much for that. But this whole thing of no cash being carried um, it got me thinking is it the end now of the flag day because 
you know, you're not going to really stand there with a tapper machine, are you? Because they are about 100 euro or something, aren't they? These little sum up machines. So if every volunteer out selling flags had one of these, it's going to be costly, obviously, on the likes of a club or a small community group to have these things in place. So I don't know. I don't know if uh, flag days are going to be able to continue. Might need to come up with another idea. I don't know. Are, are you finding this? Anybody who collects uh, for clubs or for who holds flag days like this, are you finding that, you know, people don't have cash on them so they're not sort of given over anything because they've nothing on them? There's no tapper machine. Wondering, is it the end of the flag day? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But it just make me think when I was totting up then, you know, when people were walking away that it said, oh, I have no cash. I would have tapped. I was kind of thinking, God, that's a lot of people that's after saying that. That's a bit of a loss there. So wondering, have other people found this? Is it the end of the flag day now? Because we've no cash anymore, don't we not? I'm going to take a quick break. And after that, I've got music from The Coors and Al Pacino, Rene Zellweger popping up in the Northeast Update. 11 to 1. With- Farmers, increase the quality of your silage. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 Yes, we're going all the way back in time to 1792. On this day, the guillotine was first used in France to execute highwayman Nicolas Pelletier. So a couple of facts about this. Apparently, the guillotine was developed as a more humane method of execution. Yeah, yeah. Uh, guillotine executions were a major spectator events. Thousands would uh, go come along to spectate it. This is quite grim. It was a popular children's toy. Children often attended the guillotine executions and many may have played with their own miniature guillotines at home, which is not grill at all. Uh, in 1940, on this day, Al Pacino was born and also in 1969, Rally Zellweger was born there celebrating birthdays today. And today is World Malaria Day. Uh, it started with the intention of reflecting the progress that the global community has made in working to control and eradicate the spread of this challenging disease. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda and Dundalk showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. There's the cores with Breathless. News at 12 is approaching. And after that, what every woman needs to know about her gut. We'll be chatting to gut expert Professor Barbara Ryan. Plus, the lengths one woman went to to cut her energy bills with hilarious results. I'll be bringing you that story as well. 11 to 1. George Ezra, anyone for you on LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. And I read an article about George Ezra quite recently and this surprised me because I suppose with everything that was going on in lockdown, he had no idea what was going to happen, you know, with the music and concerts and everything stopping. So what did he do? Well, he made a drastic decision. He left all the glitz and glamour behind, got really back to basics. Apparently he quit London uh, at the height of the lockdown, went to live in the back of a van on a farm and spent his days riding a lawnmower, (laughs) he says. He spent three months... Camping across the UK in a truly life-changing experience which has reinvigorated his passion for music and um, he's, you know, going to be releasing his Gold Rush Kid. That's his next album, his third album. Uh, But he said he did five weeks in a flat in London at the beginning. He says the first four were kind of okay and then he sort of, you know, said, look, I need to actually get out of this. I need to go and experience a bit of life. So he decided to um, convert 
uh, van and uh, make it lovely inside and off he went camping getting back to basics travelling all around the place within his lockdown restrictions I presume in the UK whatever they were and um, he realised no I definitely need to be making music this is definitely where my heart lies but what an interesting thing to do to kind of go from that one extreme of playing like huge concerts and stadiums and having everybody kind of you know loving you and rushing up to you for pictures and all that kind of thing and then to just completely pair back and go off and live in a van and travel around the country love it George Ezra anyone for you and uh, that is coming from his album Gold Rush Kid which will be out soon now time to check in with the world of celebrity The Buzz on LMFM with the Crown Plaza Dundalk featuring Ireland's tallest work of art rooftop restaurant bistro bar and conference rooms wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people the crownplazadundalk.ie has it all Hi, I'm Louise. Singer Tom Grennan has described being in the wrong place at the wrong time during a crazy 24 hours which saw him attacked outside a bar in New York. The singer has been forced to cancel a show but told fans on Twitter he'll continue with his US tour. Thanking them for their support, he explained what happened after his gig in Manhattan last week. I was punched, knocked out um, and I woke up and I was like, whoa, what went on? But I've got a ruptured eardrum. Luckily enough, my jaw's fine. Ed Sheeran says he's grateful to have filmed his newly released music video in Ukraine before the devastating acts of violence began. The 31-year-old singer and featured artist Lil Baby were captured moving across a cityscape backdrop for two-step. The video's Ukrainian production company says it reminds them of the best of times. Nicolas Cage has talked about buying a two-headed snake. Speaking to Jimmy Kimmel, he recalls the time he purchased the animal for a lot of money. I was dreaming about two-headed eagles. And then the next day... My manager at the time got a phone call saying, oh, uh, I've got a two-headed snake that I found in Northridge, and I think your client, Nick Cage, would be interested. I bought it. You bought it? it they would fight, and one head was more dominant than the other. And I, why? It was like going to the same stomach, but I would have to put a spatula between the two heads to feed him, and it just got a little too freaky for me. <laughs> so. That's The Buzz. I'm Louise. <laughs> The Buzz on LMFM with the Crown Plaza Dundalk featuring Ireland's tallest work of art rooftop restaurant, bistro bar and conference rooms wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people The thecrownplazadundalk.ie has it all Oh, I love Nicholas Cage. So many of the stories this man comes out with. Two-headed snakes. I mean, seriously. And his new movie, by the way, The Unbearable Weight of Enormous Talent, is is out. It's out in cinemas. I have to see it. It's on my to-do list this week, definitely. There he is, <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Uh, now, very shortly, we're going to be chatting to consultant gastroenterologist Professor Barbara Ryan. And we're going to be chatting all about our gut. She has written, uh, along with um, her colleague, clinical dietitian Elaine McCown, they have written a book. It's called What Every Woman Needs to Know About Her Gut. So all of that bloating and digestive issues and little wind and burpees and all of that stuff that goes on that we don't talk about. We're going to talk about it on the programme. If you want to have a, uh, pose a question to Barbara, do get in touch. 086-1800-658. Del, rolling in the deep. We're going to be talking digestive problems. Everything uh, you need to know. Every woman, uh, what every woman needs to know about her gut. That's the name of the book, right? It's a go-to guide for women living with bloating, IBS and other digestive problems. We're going to be chatting to one of the gut experts, Professor Barbara Ryan, just after these. 11 to 1. 
Digestive problems, yes. Bloating, diarrhea, constipation, pain, wind. Do you identify with any of these symptoms? Does your digestive system feel like your enemy? If you're a woman who's answered yes to any of the above, you're not alone because up to two thirds of people with irritable bowel syndrome are female and your needs are very specific. So where can we find clear information about how our hormones are affecting our guts and how to manage this troublesome gut that we're experiencing? Well, in my next guest book. She, along with her colleague, clinic, clinical dietitian Elaine McGowan, have written a brilliant book. It's the go-to guide for women living with digestive problems. It's called What Every Woman Needs to Know About Her Gut. And joining me now is one half of the gut experts, consultant gastroenterologist at Tala Hospital, Professor Barbara Ryan is on the line. How are you doing, Barbara? I'm great, thanks Sinead. Thanks a million for having me on today. Oh, you are so welcome because, you know, as somebody living with celiac disease, I know all too well how troublesome the gut can be. Mm. But I had no idea that up to two thirds of people with IBS are female and one in five people have gut problems. This is quite high, Mm. these statistics. Absolutely. In fact, one in five, yeah, probably even more than that, but a huge number of people have. One in ten people have IBS and you say you suffer with celiac Yep. At least one in a hundred people within Ireland has, has suffers with celiac as well, and many of those people are undiagnosed. Um, and a huge number of GP consultations every day around the country are, you know, are giving people advice and seeing people with digestive problems. So it really is a, a huge area. And we've, while we've written a book for, specifically for women, where we do see male patients as well, and these comp- problems are common in men and women, but. The book focuses specifically on the needs of women because our hormones play a, play a particular role in, in, in our gut health as well. Yes, which I definitely want to chat to you about. But, you know, one of the things that I definitely want to get out there about this is, you know, I feel like every week there's some new information out there about various foods or supplements or things that claim to improve digestive health. There's a lot mm. of noise out there. There's a lot of misinformation, I would imagine, as well, Barbara. Absolutely right, Sinead. And, and that's actually, that was the main driver for myself and Elaine to, to write this book. We, we, we kind of came up with the idea two years ago, over two years ago, just before the pandemic started, actually. And it was because day in, day out, we are seeing patients in our clinics who are getting what we think is the wrong dietary and nutritional advice. And they're, they're going down sort of rabbit holes of, 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 of very exclusive, exclusionary diets and they're cutting out all sorts of things. They're cutting out dairy, they're cutting out wheat and gluten. Now, obviously, for somebody like yourself, cutting out wheat and gluten yeah. is extremely important. But for the vast majority of people, unless you have diagnosed celiac or a, or a wheat allergy, um, you don't need to cut out wheat. It's a question of how much. So we were seeing all these people with, getting what we felt was, was bad information and also taking supplements they don't need. Mm. Like if you eat a healthy, balanced diet, you don't need to take um, um, vitamins unless you're diagnosed with a particular deficiency or you're yeah. low in iron or something. Most of us don't need to take those things. And most of us also don't need to take things like probiotics if we eat a, a healthy, balanced diet. So you're absolutely right. There's a huge amount of conflicting information. And, and actually, my colleague Elaine, who couldn't join me today, she, she's, so, she's so funny about this because she said, actually, 10 or 15 years ago, as a dietitian, she thought she'd be out of a job by now because there's so much information <laughs> for people on the internet and from so many different sources. And actually, she and her other dietitian colleagues are busier than ever because people are genuinely confused and maybe doing the wrong things for them yeah. well, without knowing it. Oh, completely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, and, and, and as you say, so much of, of you know, this kind of, the people are diagnosing themselves, they're going to Dr. Google, which yeah, isn't the right, right yeah. thing. So what are the most common gut problems that you guys are seeing all the time then? So 
Without a doubt, um, what we call oh, irritable bowel is one of the most yeah. common things. As you said, it affects it affects ten percent of the adult population, so one in ten adults. And actually, because it's so much more common in women, as you said, to over two thirds of people with IBS are women. It affects one in six women. So there are about. 400,000 people estimated in Ireland living with irritable bowel syndrome every day and all the upset and this inconvenience and frustration and, and, and discomfort that that, that that causes. So that's the most common condition. There's also another really common condition that, that's related to irritable bowel syndrome. Um, it's called functional dyspepsia. And it's like the upper digestive version of IBS. IBS causes abdominal pain, bloating, cramps, irregular bowel pattern, diarrhea, constipation, sometimes swinging between the two. Whereas functional dyspepsia is the upper digestive effects kind of causes upper abdominal pain and burning, feeling very full and bloated after people eat, maybe feeling full after only a very small meal. That actually is even more common than IBS. It affects maybe 15, 20% of people at some point in their lives. So that's really common. Celiac, I'm sorry to say you're down on the rankings a bit, Sinead. <laughs> and that affects one in 100 people. But it is one of the most common sort of genetic conditions yeah. in Ireland. It's really common among Celtic people. Inflammatory bowel disease, such as ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease, they affect maybe around one in 500 people. So there are about... Um, 40,000 people in Ireland living with Crohn's disease and colitis as well. And then there are all other sorts of conditions like gallstones and acid mm. reflux and ulcers that are, you know, in varying numbers as well. So there are lots There's of... There's a lot there. People. And obviously, there are at the more serious end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. We do see various cancers as well, things like colon cancer. A few weeks ago with Colon Cancer Awareness Week, there are 3,000 3, people in Ireland diagnosed with that every year. But the vast majority of, of, of digestive problems are entirely benign, but very, very troublesome and frustrating to deal with. Yeah, and the thing about this as well is so many people are, you know, suffering in silence. There's a huge stigma around this, isn't there? There is. And, and actually, was, that was one of the interesting things about the about the, um, uh, the, the the lockdown. Obviously, everywhere was closed. Toilets were closed. And a few people did come on the radio uh, and very, through various different media, you know, highlighting the fact that if you have a gut problem, you do need access to bathrooms. Yeah. And this couldn't, you know, so we would have people. And this is one of the reasons as well, apart from the misinformation, we really do want to try and remove the stigma about trying t- talking about these problems because there are people who restrict every aspect of their lives. Like we've seen people who stop going for runs because they don't know they're going to make it all the way home and they're having to dash into the undergrowth. They stop doing team sports because, you know, again, maybe the, the changing facilities, the toilet facilities aren't good enough. Stopped um, playing golf because some courses are very poor access to, to toilets out on the course. Even simple things like stop, you know, for older people, stop going for, bri- stop go- playing their bridge, oh, avoid God. family occasions because yeah. they're embarrassed. They might have problems controlling the bowel motions if it's very urgent bowel motion. So there is a, there is a stigma, and, and I think people shouldn't be embarrassed to talk about these problems to their GP. And, and GPs will tell you as well. Sometimes people might come in. And they kind of talk around the subject a little bit and maybe sometimes leave again before they actually bring up the subject yes. that they're having trouble with their bowels. But I think we are improving as a country and about, you know, talking about these things. And I'd really encourage people, if you're having significant 
digestive symptoms of any kind, your GP is your first port of call. And, and as you said, Sinead, don't self-diagnose. Don't no. rely on Dr. Google. Because I know myself, if I Google things, you end up looking at the oh, most Oh, you, you get like thing. the worst oh, case scenario a lot of the time. Total worst case scenario. Yeah, and you come, become more panicky. And I have to say as well, you know, once I, uh, you know, got diagnosed for celiac and changed to the diet, oh my God, life-changing stuff altogether. Uh, but getting yeah. to this now, because, you know, we're talking about irritable bowel syndrome particularly. Mm. It's very mm. common in women. This mm. has to be something to do with hormones. Why is it so common in women? Well, that's a great question, Shade. I mean, we don't know the reasons all the reasons exactly, but it's it, certainly hormones have a huge role to play. And, and most people develop IBS in their late teens, early 20s, maybe when the whole hormone thing, you know, just a couple of years after the hormones have started to kick in. And many women with IBS will find that their symptoms vary over the course of their monthly cycle. So many women we'd see will start getting a bit more bloated and not just because of fluid retention or whatever, but their tummy will start getting more bloated in the week or so prior to the period. Mm. They might get a bit constipated. Then they find their period starts about and they start getting a lot of cramps, separate like bowel cramps, separate to their period pains and the bowel motions become a lot more frequent. And similarly, people with pregnancy have a huge effect on our, on our gut function, not just because we have a baby sitting in our tummies, um, but also the, the whole, all the hormones of pregnancy, um, progesterone slows things down a lot. Um, and similarly, we see women going through perimenopause and postmenopause who get changes in the bowel pattern function as well. So absolutely, hormones play a huge role. There may be a genetic element, but we don't, that isn't known yet. You're still investigating um, all of this, yeah. We're still, yeah, and gut, are this, women and men have different gut bacteria as well. So you've probably heard, all, you know, there's a lot of talk now about it, that gut, good gut bacteria, mm-hmm. feeding your gut bacteria. Well, the gut bacteria of men and women actually differ. So that may also play a role. So no, it's a really interesting area of research, but whatever the causes, is much more common in women. And you guys have the solution because this book is brilliant. It's the go-to guide for women. Uh, this book, What Every Woman Needs to Know About Her Gut. Tell us what information can we find in here? Well, thank you very much for the praise of the book. Um, yeah, so basically in the book, we want to give people a sort of a whole journey through their gut health. Certainly we, at the beginning, we talk a little bit about how your gut works and your gut bacteria, etc. We talk about the, how the hormones affect the gut. We talk about different uh, common digestive conditions with a focus probably on irritable bowel and this other condition, functional dyspepsia. But we do mention all the other conditions as well. But because IBS is so common, that's really been the main fo- focus. And for example, people like yourself with celiac, there are very good resources, I think, through the Celiac Society, etc., for a lot of different conditions. So we give a bit of background about the gut. Then we talk about um, about diet in general. We talk about pregnancy, menopause, postmenopause. We talk about pelvic floor. And then one very bar- large part of, of the book as well is we have developed a, a new diet called yes. the Flat Gut Diet, F-L-A-T. And I can tell you a little bit more about that if you like. Yes, definitely. Um, I have a question okay. about that there because this is very good. This is, you know, uh, you've got this plan, but you've also got really good, good friendly recipes included as part okay. of this as well, which is excellent for yeah. novices like me who need inspiration. <laughs> uh, so tell us and about all, this plan. Be done wheat yes, yes. So basically uh, what we know about um, research going back a number of decades tells us we know that there are a number of food factors that cause problems in people with IBS and people who have bloating in general. And that's what FLAT stands for. F stands for three Fs. It's fibre, fructans, which is found mainly in wheat, and fructose, which is the fruit sugar. And we have to we have to know about how much of those each of those things is right for us. And that's what our diet, our plant tells you how to do. 
L stands for lactose, which is the sugar found in dairy products. And one of the things we feel very strongly about is that we don't think people should be cutting out dairy Mm -hmm. altogether. And most people do tolerate lactose very well. And so, again, we're trying to get you to help you find the right amount for you. A stands for alliums, which is onions and garlic and they really are problematic unfortunately yeah. I know we all tend to throw them into our you know when we're making something they're like the base for a lot of a lot of cooking but if you have a gut problem like irritable bowel or you suffer with a lot of bloating or uncomfortable wind onions and garlic can be a very big problem so the first part of our diet actually we cut those out for a few weeks and then we reintroduce them to help you find find if they are a trigger for you and how much can you tolerate because like so many people that throw in three cloves of garlic yeah. when they're cooking. Whereas maybe maybe half a clove is actually all they can tolerate. So so that's FLA. And then T stands for total gut and body health because we all know a lot, a lot now about, well, most people have heard about the whole connection between the brain and the gut or the gut-brain axis. And you can't look after your gut health without looking after the T, which is your total body health as well. And for that, we've, we've, we've kind of got a, a, an easy-to-remember um, mnemonic teams, and that is T for total. Um, e is exercise. We do need to exercise if we're looking after our gut health. Um, a is for alcohol. If you have a gut down, problem, yeah. Yeah, you know, you can't. You, you do need to watch your alcohol intake. And we also have information in the ch- in the book about alcohol, which types are better tolerated, how much is safe to drink, etc. And then N is for your mental health, because if you're stressed out of it, your gut won't be in good condition. And I love that and, you've included that as well. It's it's so so important. Yeah. I am getting a couple of questions for you, Barbara. If that's yeah, okay, on oh eight six one eight hundred six five eight. Um, hi Sinead, I had stomach and gallbladder removed a while back. Can eat very little at, at a sitting, but vegetables are a total killer. And I love my veg. If I eat it, I get so so bloated and uncomfortable. Any advice as to what I can eat veg wise? So maybe the onion garlic situation could be a problem with yeah. this particular person. Yeah. Absolutely. So she's had her stomach and her gallbladder removed. That's yeah. an awful lot in one go. Yeah. I mean, many people with gallbladder, if they're, when their gallbladder has been removed, they end up with a, sec, with a bile imbalance. Mm-hmm. And there are certain kind of medications called bile. And if you have a bile imbalance after your gallbladder has been removed, you can get a bile diarrhea, it's called. Um, and there's a particular medication called a bile mop. It might be worth, there are a number of them might be worthwhile mentioning that to her GP, a bile mop medication. Obviously, if her stomach is removed, it's very difficult to eat a large amount in one go. So we would suggest little and often. But there are certain vegetables which are better tolerated than others. And we have a lot of information in our book about that. And these will be vegetables that are fermented or produce gas in our gut. So, for example, just off the top of my head, mushrooms would be very problematic, as would, believe it or not, avocados, cauliflower, as well as the onions and garlic families. Whereas things that grow under the ground, vegetables that grow under the ground, like carrots, parsnips, turnips, etc., they tend to be better tolerated. Beans, green beans are well tolerated. Lentils can be very problematic. So the, the whole vegetables are a hugely huge family of food and some are really well tolerated or better tolerated than others. So, um, yeah, some, we've some great advice also, there. Yeah, absolutely. We've got a website, so, we've a website thegutexperts.com, and we've information about that on our website as well. Uh, well. Do you think that holistic therapy as well, like reflexology, can help alongside maybe with the diet with yeah. IBS coming in here? I mean, that's our, our end for mental health. Anything you can do to help your mental health, if it's reflexology, if it's hypnotherapy, if it's mindfulness, it may be for some people getting out in nature, going for a good walk. You may need some, you may need to discuss, if you're having significant mental health problems, you may need to discuss that with your GP. 
anything that works for a given person to help them relax and to help their mental health is good for your gut health. And we absolutely believe that complementary and alternative um, medical practices go hand in hand with, with, with you know, with, with more traditional kind of medical and dietary approaches. Barbara, I have thoroughly enjoyed our chat. Extremely interesting. This book really is a must-have for women who are suffering in silence with all of these troublesome issues with the gut. Thank you so, so much for joining me today. Uh, thank you very much, Sinead. Lovely to talk to you. Thanks a million. Barbara Ryan there. It's called What Every Woman Needs to Know About Her Gut. That's the name of the book. You can find more information thegutexperts.com Okay, that's the website thegutexperts.com You can also find them thegutexperts.com at thegutexperts on Instagram and Facebook as well if you want more information. 11 to 1 Yes, a lot of interest in what Barbara had to say and, you know, on the back of some of these messages coming in, I will go back to Barbara again and maybe discuss some of this stuff. Uh, Stephen is asking, can children suffer with IBS? And that was a whole area that I was hoping um, at some stage to maybe go into, you know, children and gut issues and things like that. I'm sure Barbara uh, would be delighted to come back. Um, Just in the meantime, Stephen, just from my own experience, you know, my daughter has celiac, um, is a celiac as well. That's where kind of our investigation into all of this started. And what we did was we sort of kept note, kept kind of a little diary after everything that she ate and, um, you know, whatever reaction that she would have afterwards, we would note it down. It just became easier then when it came to kind of getting that official diagnosis of celiac. So it might be worth kind of putting a note down and going, OK, she's complaining of a stomach cramp after this, this and this food and then maybe go to the GP about it. But definitely uh, the first protocol, you know, definitely should be the GP. But for more details at thegutexperts.com, that's where you'll find all the information about Barbara and the book. LMFM Job Search with thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. Lynn Mac Auto in Navan requires a fully qualified mechanic. Please apply to lynnmacauto at gmail.com or visit Lynn Mac Auto Navin Facebook page. Cookstown Dairy Services requires the following two vacancies, an experienced service engineer and also an experienced installation engineer. Please apply to jobs at cds.ie or visit the Cookstown Dairy Services website cds.ie for further details. Horizon Accounting requires a full-time experienced bookkeeper in the Mead West Mead area. To apply, please email Mary. She's on mary.losty, so L-O-S-T-Y at horizonaccounting.ie or you can check out the website horizonaccounting.ie for further details. An experienced childminder required to mind a seven-month-old and a two-year-old child in Minder's own home in the North Drogheda area starting in August. Please text only if you're interested 086 073 2972. So that's 086 073 2972. No calls please on that one. And don't forget all of the details of these jobs can be found in our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search. Now, I mentioned this at the top of the programme. We're all trying to cut down, aren't we? Our, our energy use, not just for sustainable reasons, but financial reasons. Well, one woman went to crazy lengths, I'm going to say, in regards to reducing her energy and uh, it yielded some hilarious results. I'll tell you all about what that ha- what happened with her just after these. 11 to 1. 
Oh, we all know that the cost of living is on the rise, the price of energy, electricity and food all on the up and people are looking for various ways to cut down, aren't they, on energy bills, you know, things like switching off energy, electricity, guzzling appliances, that kind of thing. Well, one woman in the UK had what she thought was a stellar idea, uh, (laughs) which did not work out the way she planned. Now, I don't know about you, but on a weekend, particularly on a Sunday morning, I love a good fry-up. Do you know what I mean? The whole shebang fry-up, right? So, of course, this lady in Birmingham, Rebecca Astell, is also fond of a fry-up, it seems. But she was thinking, you know, the grill and all the bits and bobs that I have to put on for this fry-up, it's going to be guzzling all my electricity. (laughs) So what did she do? She decided to put the rashers, the sausages, the beans, the eggs, the mushrooms, the tomato, the whole shebang into a slow cooker. Yes, the full fry-up, right? So she says a full fry-up would roughly cost 59 cents, say, in energy bases on the oven cooking sausages, frying baking, mushrooms and tomatoes, microwaving the beans and toasting the bread, right? This is compared to 27 cents in the slow cooker. So she cracked the eggs into a mug mixed with the butter and seasoning. The beans are poured into a ramekin. Mushrooms folded into some foil with butter and seasoning. The bacon was rolled up tight. The sausages were kind of standing up where she could find room. So she set the slow cooker on low overnight for eight to nine hours for the fry. (laughs) The next morning, she says she did wake up to the smell of bacon tantalising her nostrils. But when she opened the lid of the slow cooker, things took a turn for the worst. She said it all went downhill at that point. Lifted the head, lid to reveal a hard grey exploded ball of what had started out as egg. The rest were not much better. The sausages were sort of bent over and instead of the crisp juicy ones she was looking forward to, she says, I was faced with what I could only liken to Harry Potter's arm when he loses all the bones in it in the prisoner of Azkaban. (laughs) The beans were sealed under a thick inedible skin and the bacon tasted exclusively like fat. I've seen an image of this. It is horrific looking. Absolutely. Horrific. She said none of it was edible. Tried to rescue the meal, she said. I tried to mash the hard ball, it was grey looking, of egg with her fork to fake kind of scrambled eggs. There was no way of hiding the repulsive grey streaks running through it. She didn't uh, finish the breakfast. She saved four cent after all that. Four cent or three P in the UK in making the fry up in the slow cooker. Absolute disaster. I'm all for saving energy and money, but like, no, I'm not going to sacrifice my up for the likes of this. The lengths people will go to. Do you know what I mean? I had to bring that to you today. Absolutely hilarious. You should Google, just Google fry up in slow cooker and you'll see it. A horrific mess. Maybe wait until after your lunch to have a look at it. That is our lot on the show for today. Thank you so much as always to all my contributors and to you for your company. Have a great Monday. Chat to you tomorrow. 11 to 1. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.